Riley, how old are you anyway? I'm 23. Like, I never really know. How, I've never known how old you are. I've just kind of seen you as Riley. And I've never really, like, been like, yo, yeah. Riley is this age. Yeah, no, I am 23, and no one actually believes me when I tell them I'm 23. I mean, I got the baby face and everything, but... Yeah, I'm no, but I believe you when you say you're 23, and I knew you were older, right? Not, you yeah. just—I was—I I think this is what it is. I think that you weren't around. True. I, you weren't around me when you turned 21, hmm. and after 21, nobody cares. True. Yeah. Nobody. Cares Everyone stops caring more. about you after you turn 21. How was Shit. your 22nd birthday? 22nd birthday. God, I'm well, sure you I had probably to didn't do it. I probably, I probably went out, but I, I don't. Did it just not? Did it? How did it feel? It was just 22. It was like another year. You know the girls like it because they're they're feeling twenty two. They're Taylor Swift, but me, I was just like, oh, you, yeah. But before that Taylor Swift older. song was that even probably like... not probably not relevant at all. Mm. But when I turned twenty three, I wanted to have a big you know little show because that's Jordan year, it's LeBron year. I mean, it's like twenty three is just a oh, it's just a number, man. It's a, it's a really it's a really cool number. So yeah, when I turned twenty three, I went hard. Well, Riley Harshman is the next moron. For those of you guys that don't know, it's just one of those weird questions I just had to ask on the top of the show. Um, we had Chris Stewart on, we're in that new studio, man. What do you like? Do you like this one? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've you, done you a few watched... podcasts. Yeah. I've done some, I've done some harsh truths in here and, uh, yeah, I, I like this room, but I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's equipped for what we're doing right now. I mean, it's definitely yeah. equipped for what I was doing. Well, but... you've seen previous episodes of this podcast yeah. yeah, and I actually really enjoy the aesthetic of this room. Yeah. It's very light. Yeah. They got the, and they got the cool lights and stuff in the windows. Yeah. Chris stuff. Stewart credit to him. Yeah. Putting all these up really cool. I remember last semester, like there were lights around the table and stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah, it definitely gives you that vibe that you're just, you're in the, you're in the radio room. Absolutely dope. So you know what? We just said hi to Javon Hagen. He's over there. That's the great thing about this podcasting room. You have great guys walking by and look, he's just saying hi to us right now. Dude, but Riley, how many times do you go to the bars per week at Ohio University? That's my question. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. But I probably go at least four times a week. I'd say I'd easily four times a week. Definitely Friday, Saturday. Oh, and then, I mean, definitely the Wednesday. I got one of my best friends here works at a bar. So I get great deals. So why not go to the bars, get a, get a little tipsy, you know, for five bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's a good time, man. It's You're economic. 23 too. You can kind of own it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm 20. I've never been to the bars. <laughs> as much as, as much as anyone uh, wants to believe that that's oh, watches yeah. this. No, Lucas has never been to the bars. We know, but like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hype it up or anything. It's, it's something that's just commonly done by college students. Um, you know, I, but I want to do this bar power ranking thing. Yeah. With you. Yeah. I want to I've do this. Around. You've been around. You've been, been around the bars. You've got a better opinion on them than me. Cause I'm not, I'm not at them a lot. Right. And honestly, as I've actually grown in my college career, I've kind of stepped away from them until it's legal mm. for me because it's just, the risk is not worth it. A lot of the things that come with it, it's just, it's not worth, you know, the potential of all those things that come with it. Right. Um, being under 21. And we can get into that issue a little bit later too. Like why, well, that's just ridiculous that you have to be 21. Yeah. I mean, we can get into that in a second though, but let, let's talk about the bar power rankings. Okay. Right. So we, we talked about this. There's like what, 20 about There's, bars. Yeah. I'd, I'd say about 20. There's quite a few and just a small like section of, 
Yeah. I don't know. Real estate. I've heard 19. I've heard 19 is like the official count. I'm not sure. Do you know what the official count is, Clayton? My dad has a shirt that I believe says 30 bars, two libraries. So, well, I mean, I, mean, I guess it's an I think it's nine. I think it's no. I think it's nineteen in like the Court Street Union yeah, Street yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. But if you go way down, like yeah, I'm sure you, you can find somewhere else. Cats. I don't know. Cats Corner is probably not in the uh, the count. The but it is right next Union. to Skull. But I don't think Skull's on the count for a lot of them either. I think it's nineteen in that like area because that's pretty far down there. I, I don't think the skull's going to end up in your power rankings. It's not going to end up in my power rankings. Either, but I want to so go there because we're going to do. We're going to do. They do have karaoke. They have karaoke night this tonight. I, well, <laughs> I just realized. So we're recording on a Wednesday night. Um, top three, bottom two, okay. and you can make whatever criteria you want. Whatever whatever reason you rank them okay. as your favorite three. I'll start with. I'll start with the positive. Top three. Number one, absolutely the collagen, the CI. I don't know. I mean, they got they got two different bars, and their bartender. You know, that was actually the first bar in Athens. Yeah, I believe. I think it was the first bar in Athens, and I mean, they just, the bartenders are the best. Obviously, like I said, my roommate works there, so I always get deals. But I know a lot of the other or other bartenders there. So you got David, you got John, Mike, you got Justin Falkenbach, you got Claire. Like, I don't know. They they. Like an Oscar I, speech, making sure you I get all the right, right. Get all the, get all the people. I'm thanking for you know my alcoholism the past few years, but <laughs> but I mean I I hardly ever wait for a drink at the CI. Even when those people aren't working, like I feel like at the CI, I don't really wait for a drink. Yeah, and that's why it's got to be number one for me because that's the point you're at the bar. Like, well, you, you and I played pool there a few times. It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I yeah. honestly, I, I've had the most fun with you at the CI. Yeah, it's just it's a great atmosphere. I, I mean, they got three pool tables. So that's definitely a big part of it. I mean, you get peanuts for free. So if you're feeling a little, I mean, if you're feeling Wait, a little you up get peanuts there, for free, you get, you just ask, oh. ask them for peanuts and they'll get them for you. Oh. Don't ask David Craver though, because he's allergic to peanuts and he won't get them. Yeah. And he'll I just mean, ignore you. What do you just ignore? <laughs> like he should probably say, you know, like, like if, it, if it was like me or one of our roommates, he'd probably be like, yeah, uh, no. But if it was somebody else, he'd probably get someone else Are to we, grab them. I could have just get. You can get peanuts at the CI? Yeah, you can get peanuts, man. They're good peanuts, I must yeah. say. Like, are they full like shell peanuts? Do you yeah, like? they're shell, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. This this is a game changer for me now. This is a game changer. I'm yeah. still, But I'm still hung up on Lucas saying that he's uh, he went to the CI. I'm still surprised by that. You're 20. I'm very surprised by that. What do you mean? <laughs> we had, listen, I went, you know, just whatever. I played pool at the CI before. You're only young once. That's right. Um, okay. Number two for you. Number two, Stevens, Stevens, Stevens. They got three bars. So like you go to the one at the top on like the dance floor, if that's yep. a little packed, okay. You go to down another mm-hmm. floor. The main that one bar. might be a little packed. That's yeah. The main bar. bar. And then you go down another one. That, oh, there's no, See, oh, but downstairs at Stevens, always country music. True. True. And that I don't is know. One, like, I'm not that's always the not either. busy bar. So you go down there and then you keep hanging out and then you're like, man, I don't know if I could deal with this music. Any any longer. I, I love country. There's some certain country songs oh, yeah. that I really oh, really sure. love, but it can grind on you, man. Just it's just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So that's that's the one thing about Steve. All right, what's number three? Number three. This one's tough because it's between J Bar and Seaside. I'm probably I'm gonna go with Seaside. Sorry, J Bar. I go I pro- I definitely go to J Bar more than Seaside, but I like Seaside more, especially now this time of year. It's getting yes. nicer. Patio mm-hmm. phenomenal. 
And like they got the TVs out there, man. So like opening day, I like to go to Seaside because you sit out the patio, you watch opening day, baseball's back. It's phenomenal. And then, I mean, they got Slice Night, like that's tonight. So you get, I mean, 50 cent pizza. I mean, you can't beat that when you're a college student. You get pitchers. I mean, they got two bars too, and they usually work through everybody pretty quick. So, I mean, that's that's probably my top criteria for bars. How quick do I get my drink and how cheap (laughs) is it when it comes to me? Okay, my top criteria um is like atmosphere how do i feel when i'm there because you know sometimes at the ci if i'm not playing pool especially you know sometimes it depends who i'm with right Mm -hmm. but there's a couple bars that it doesn't even matter who you're with it just has a good energy about it. it has a good atmosphere you feel like you're supposed to be having a good time when you're there and number one to me i think is courtside i really do Mm -hmm. um it's the sports aspect of it. Yeah. I think if you're a sports fan, courtside yeah, is the they best. have so many TVs. I the memories I've made there in terms of you know LeBron James game winner I celebrated there. There's a lot of sporting events I've watched there. Slice night a bunch. I, it's just it's just a lot of good memories, good times. Mm-hmm. I think the music is always good. It's never wow they're really playing some good music tonight. But you're never disappointed with the music right. at courtside. And you mentioned the patio. I mean it's so nice yeah, to sit nice. out there. It's where I take my parents when they come into town. And I think that means it's the number exactly, one, yeah. right? It's, it's gotta be the number one for me. Number two, oof, this is where it gets difficult. This is where it kind of all just number two for me, has gotta be bronies for the same reasons, for the same atmosphere. reasons, yeah, it's more of a atmosphere, you got food, the sports are good. I really enjoy bronies. They, the the type of drink specials they have, yeah. they're not necessarily the cheapest, but they're the most like fun and entertaining a lot of times. So I, I really enjoy uh, what they do there. So maybe, but those are also the two that are closest to my house. So maybe yeah. I'm just a little bit biased. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a laziness factor. Like I never lived on West and I always say Boyd is my least favorite dining hall. And that what? might just be because I never lived over at Boyd, so I hated going there because it was I, a long walk. I loved, like, even even if I wasn't, like, if it was a long walk, I still loved Boyd. Like, it, it was, I think, the healthiest. I mean, they, they had plenty of options, at least yeah. when we went yeah. there. Not, you know? to, not to go off on that path, because we are talking about bars, not dining halls, unfortunately, <laughs> in this segment. <laughs> but, um, all right, number three, if Bronies is two. See, then it's like, I'm picking them between, it's hard for me to kind of pick. I would say number three for me is Pyramids, which is the hookah lounge. It is because I know a bunch of people there, right? I, you know, that's where I met my good friend, Caleb Moon, who was on this podcast. Like, it's just, I know the people there. So I walk in there, I'm comfortable, man. Um, I think the DJs they play are pretty, pretty good. I I like the music they play a lot of times. DJ Hats. It's not... It's not like the the classic atmosphere that everybody's looking for, but man, I, I always have a lot of yeah, fun. I played beer pong when I there a couple weeks ago. Yeah, exactly, you got fun. a beer pong table. You kidding that was, me? That was fun. They've like, got like, come on, phenomenal. what else? What else? I'm can a great you... beer pong player, so every time I can show out, it's like Pigskin's got. Out. I love the games that Pigskin has. Yeah, they got ping pong. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean Pigskin's one of my. Uh, listen, whatever. All these bars are really good. Like you really should go to any of them if you're visiting town as an yeah. alumni or as a student or anything like that. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I definitely think. Uh, there's probably there's probably a few you could probably skip, but for the grand majority of it, I mean, like you're. All right. Like what you are said, your bottom two? Bottom two. Number one, Crystal. I don't like Crystal at all. <laughs> I always wait forever for a drink, and I swear, I swear. One time when I was at Crystal, mm-hmm. I asked for a Coors Light. They said three dollars. I gave them a five. 
and then I got one dollar back, and then I was like, "You said three dollars." Was that a premature tip? Was that? I was what like, was? "Yeah." Did they just take their tip for themselves? I'm just left with that because maybe I dis maybe I wanted to decide you don't deserve a tip because yeah. I could go back there, grab a bottle out of a fridge, and crack it open. Like you don't. I mean. Like when like, the Browns like White finally Schroeder. won a game, right? If you if you watch the office, <laughs> if you watch the office, they uh, Dwight was supposed to pay for a pizza, and he's like, "Why would I tip someone for something I can do myself?" Oh man! Like <laughs> like for that for like a bar, like you know just getting a beer at a bar. Bill Burr I has could a, definitely do that myself. Bill Burr has a famous joke. He's like, he's talking about self checkout. He's like, I just want to fill a, a grocery cart full of food, go to the self checkout, stand there for a second, look around, and go. Guess they don't want to get paid and then walk out the door <laughs> with the groceries. Um, and then they're like, then they're like, Hey, you can't just walk out with the groceries. Like I brought it up. I was waiting for somebody to ring it up. Nobody was there. So I figured it was free, <laughs> which would be just if it works. a hilarious concept. And, um, all right. What's your second least favorite? Hmm. Probably red brick. And that was like a bar that I really went to a lot when I first came to OU. I mean, Brick I think break, Red Brick. Break I think Red good. Brick has a special place in a lot of people's heart for sure. And will always will. And, and always will. But you know these are power rankings, yeah. and and you know it's yeah. just kind yeah. of, it's sticky. Yeah, it definitely. A couple has of the TVs are a little staticky. <laughs> you better hope you better hope your favorite team's not on that TV when you walk in on the upper right there, because you ain't seeing nothing. You better be right up next to it. The only time. You will catch me at Red Brick, and this has been for the past two years at least. The only time you'll catch me at Red Brick is during Brick Break because that's a phenomenal special. You can get five, a bucket full of ice with five beers in it for $5. Like, yeah. And then you get no, mega yeah. mugs, those big-ass mix drinks, and I need to go that's to like, break yeah, that's uh, like $3 a friend of mine, phenomenal. A friend of mine and his cousin, a friend of mine and his cousin used to go to Brick Break and yeah. just lay down $5 each and then – you know, get yeah. 10 bottles. You I know, mean, that's, that's how you do that's it. That's a start, man. But again, a friend of mine. A friend of mine. Yeah. That's not a me. start. Five beers is definitely a start, and you get them for $5. Throw, throw a dollar or two to the bartender's way. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's, that's a, that's a it's deal. It's a good deal for everybody. I, yeah. I think, in, uh, yeah. All right, my bottom two. You know, I really respect the skull. I love what they got going on down there, but. I can't stand being in there sometimes. I really can't. That's the one bar I think I've not been to in this town. You haven't been to the Skull? I, I want to go. Dude, you just got to walk night. in there, man. I got to go on karaoke night and just rock out. You just got to walk in there. That's all you got to do. You know, my second least favorite is Casa. Casa. I totally forgot about Casa. Casa is a Mexican restaurant. Casa yeah. like, I respect it. I love eating at Casa. The food's great. But like, I used to get so annoyed. When people I hang out with were like, oh, we're all going to Casa. And I'm like, oh, so you want me to wait in a long line to listen to music that I don't know? No, thing. no. Yeah. And I really love like what Casa's got going on. It's just not my vibe. Yeah. It's just not my thing. Like they're, they're a greatly run business. I love what they do with the tips. I love their food. And I think the yeah, atmosphere yeah, they create is really good for the people that go there. But, and, and, but for me, it's just, it's just not some place that I'm anywhere seeking to go for. So for yeah. me, the power rankings, they're in the bottom too. Yeah. I think. I feel that. Definitely. I mean, yeah, the atmosphere, like you said. Yeah, I've been to Casa once, and it's because my parents actually came down because they knew a guy that was playing in one of the bands. So that was like a really good experience. Yeah. But that was the only time I went. But I, I remember me and my friends were there too, and we were just kind of looking around. And I was like, 
if I didn't know the guy playing in this band, I would not be here right now. <laughs> like, not at all. And their food, we had quesadillas. Quesadillas, like you said, their food is good. They were good. But, like, I, I like the setup. Of I would not be there. Yeah, I mean, the I just, setup's The setup right. is cool. You wouldn't catch So, Riley, where did you transfer from? Sinclair Community College oh, in Dayton, Ohio. Dayton. Ooh, nice. they, have a, they have a top basketball player right now. Yeah, I mean, Sinclair's Dayton, got a pretty Dayton, good basketball UD's player. after him. Yeah, right? I think they're D2 yeah. of junior college. Yeah. Yeah, they're um, pretty good. Yeah, I had a buddy. I had a buddy too. go. Do you know uh, uh, Kalen Frederick, real tall guy? No, I feel like I've asked you that before. Maybe I definitely I have. Think I do. He definitely, definitely know by his height. You definitely mentioned Sinclair. Well, anyway, Kalen's a real tall guy that went to Sinclair. I just mm-hmm. didn't know if you guys went there near the same time. So, what was that like? Like, what was the, what was the decision? Why why Sinclair? Like, save the money. Save, save the, the money. money. Yeah. So, was it always the plan through high school? Uh, yeah. It definitely as we got as I got closer to graduating, everything. I definitely became more of a, yeah, I should probably just stay home. Because, you know, I had a job when I was 16. I was already stacking up money. So I was thinking, <laughs> just stay here another two years, keep stacking up my money, then go somewhere bigger where I can kind of sp- splooge, like divulge my money and just, you know, be a dumbass, really, yeah. in college. And, like, OU is always that next step because I always wanted to be a sports journalist. And OU has one of the best journalism programs in the country, probably the best in the state. So I've always thought that and, this and was you were that. looking for that fun atmosphere exactly as well and, and it provides party it. school and it's definitely best decision of my life without a doubt that's a heavy to think about isn't it yeah it is heavy to think about i've been thinking about it a lot lately because like, i'm about to leave yeah the best decision of your life yeah what's that like for you the pending graduation um i feel two ways about it because i definitely am going to be sad you know, not living this lifestyle anymore, not seeing, you know, all the friends that I've made all the time, because these are, I mean, a lot of people I care about here and that's going to suck, you know, not seeing them every day and everything. But also I just want to, I just want to get moving on with my life too. Yeah. I want to get, you know, I want to get everything rolling. I want to get my career started. I want to, I mean, be an adult. I've been trying to be an adult for a couple of years now and it's just like the school thing has been in my way and now I'm about done with it, and now I can, you know, fly, really. You know, I wanted to, I want, I've been in Ohio my whole life. I want to go somewhere else. I want to, you know, live life like it should be lived. Yeah, it's like the human condition yeah. to want to wanna do, to, to get something done. And, uh, you know, Joe Rogan talks about this a lot. Uh, we have this idea that we need to seek comfort in life. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you need to retire. You need to put all your money away. You need to... You know, lay back, relax, man, relax. That's what life's all about. Right. But I, I don't know. If I like the times I'm most depressed. The times that I'm most in my head are when I'm not doing things just like this and things like this, when I'm doing something, something that I love to do, mm-hmm. you feel productive. You feel like you've gotten something done. You feel like you've accomplished something and you had fun doing it. It's, it's the most fulfilling thing that yeah. I have. It's the most, I, fulfilling I, th- most fulfilling thing that I do. And it, it's just a stress reliever. Like, yeah. you know, I'll admit I was pretty stressed walking into this podcast. Well, like an hour and a half before the podcast. And, but here we are just on. And it's We're just, on. it's so, I don't know what it is. I, I have no idea what it is. But I found my thing. I found mm-hmm. the thing that I like to do that everybody has. Everybody has that thing they like to do. And I think that... A lot of us should, instead of trying to stack enough money to become comfortable, right? we should be trying to stack enough memories that we can sit back yeah. on our deathbed and be like, man, I lived a good life. So I feel like that's where the real wealth is, like how you lived your life and how everyone else around you perceives you 
and how just pretty much like th- like you said those memories like that's at the end of the day we're all going to be on the ground anyways we can't take what we have yeah. we can't take what we have money wise you know wherever we go next how about how we- about how about this analogy okay i think humans are all snowflakes okay so i had this epiphany i took a walk <laughs> i took a walk one time when it was snowing i was all up in my head and so i'm i'm sitting there i'm walking and i'm like all right i'm looking at these snowflakes and I'm just, I just have this epiphany, like, wow. Humans are all snowflakes. Here's why. They all look really similar from mm-hmm. a distance, right? They all have the same habits, same routines, same way of doing things. You know, they walk similar, right? Everybody's got a MacBook, iPhone, whatever. Yeah. Everybody looks pretty much the same. But they're all unique. All very, very unique. And snowflakes are, although they've, they've found snowflakes that are identical already, but... Let's just keep the myth up that they are very much unique when you get close and when you really talk to them and find out what they are. They also, their destination, their path, it's not really determined by them. And I think that's true for humans too. It's determined by your environment, by the snowflakes around you, by the other humans around you. And then the the size of these snowflakes, which we can say as well, doesn't Mm -hmm. depend on those snowflakes at all most of the time. It's about the snowflakes they run into and the momentum they build up towards the ground, all those things. But just like humans, all the snowflakes end up in the same place. Yeah. The ground. ground. Yeah. They all end up there. Mm-hmm. So really, I think life becomes about enjoy the journey to the ground because we're all ending up there. Yeah. Like you may be a snowflake that's in a blizzard. You may be a really like fat snowflake. You might be a really tiny one, but we're all ending up in the same place. Mm-hmm. And if you're too busy, worried about the ground, one. Yeah. You're going to miss everything that's around you because you're just staring at the ground. You're going to miss it. I mean, because you're not going to see all the beautiful things that you're passing as you fall through the sky. And, you know, if you're worried about all the snowflakes around you, you miss the wider beauty of the world too. So I I think that it was just this weird epiphany I had about life and about the uniqueness of it and the, just this unnecessary urge we have to need things, to stack cash, to these things that don't matter. They, they, they really don't. I mean, we can say they do. And I think money is valuable for the memories and yeah. experiences that it provides oh, me. Yeah. Like you just said, you were able to stack it up. And I think you did the right thing because your work at Sinclair, yeah. your work from 16 years old on, allowed you to have the memories that you're having now at oh, yeah. you oh, because yeah. you have the income to spend, right? That is so important. I think everybody needs a job. You need to try to stack income because you need that to have those memories and experiences. It's like water for a Mm snowflake. You need that. You need that in your life. But people value it. Yeah. Like look at the billionaires and trillionaires who they literally just want the number to get bigger. It's like a game. It's like a scorecard. Mm -hmm. There's no meaning in it. There's no value in it. Like if you pull up your bank account on your phone, which we all can do. Like, does it change your life that day if it's 15,000 instead of 10 Yeah. or five instead of three? No, it's, it, it might change it when a situation happens. It might yeah. change it when you want to go shopping. Your car breaks down. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like it might that. change when there's memories and that's why money's important. But is that going to change your next three hours? Definitely not. Yeah. So life is so much more than that. Life is so much more than retirement. I think everybody needs to find something that they like to do and they should do it every day. They should find something that challenges them and they should do it every day. And 
I, I don't know why I got all that from snowflakes, but I right, yeah. But was, I definitely did. I was did. about to say I would like to see that snowflake you were looking at when that, that thought came. There were many. There were mind. many. <laughs> that must have been it a is big Ohio. old snowflake. I mean that that's just insane <laughs> right there. Like that was deep within a five minute talk about snowflakes. Yeah. But it, it's so true. But here's the thing, like people can have these thoughts too. I mean, I'm not weird for having these. I just right, yeah. I just decided one night to go for a walk, leave your headphones. Leave them. Right? Yeah. And then record, like, just stop and look at the world. Listen to silence. Listen to people. Listen to the world around you. Um, and I'm a guy that likes to have headphones in, right? I've, I've done it before. That's, I like listening to music. I, I get I get podcasts. I get research done, right? I can listen to sports shows throughout the day. I can get information. I can listen to news reports. I always have my headphones in. I like listening to music, too. Right. I usually have my headphones in. But at least once a week, probably twice, I try to take a walk, whether it be 10, 15 minutes without them in, without looking at my phone. Yeah. Just to get that, that worldly experience around you. Because I think it's, I think we get lost in this. We get lost in this. We get lost in our bubble where you are privacy. We want to be us. We want to be our music, our friends, our favorite bar, nothing else. And, And I think that really limits growth. One way you can look at that is, you know, even even here, like think about this. We're all just talking in about on a podcast right now. Our phones are the cameras. We we have yeah. no access to our phones. And isn't right it now. relaxing? No. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, dude, it's very relaxing. There's times I will put my phone on do not disturb or airplane mode or both for hours just so I don't have to hear anybody or or read anything that I don't want to read or you know because sometimes I mean I love Twitter I love Instagram but sometimes you're just reading through that stuff and it's just a bunch of bull. And yeah, I mean that type of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of negativity and it hurts relationships too, man, because there's this random new expectation and I'm not, I'm not innocent of it either. There's this random new expectation that you need to talk to your significant other 24 hours a day. And if you're not, there's something wrong, right? Well, why didn't you text me between the hours of two and six, right? That that's just so irrational. Yeah. It's irrational that that's a thing. Do you know how relationships used to work, right? You say, I'll see you at eight. All right. Yeah. And that's it. I'll see you at eight. If I don't see you at eight, I'll call you at eight 30. Talk to you till 10. That's how they used to work. Like that's how it used to be mm-hmm. for everybody. And then you would really like the person. Then you'd spend more and more time together until you decided to live together. And then even when you live with the person, you don't want to talk to him 24 hours a day. Do you know how hard that is? That's why you gotta Do you go to work. know how insanely difficult it is to try to talk to somebody 24 hours a day? And there's people listening to this. Well, you just haven't found the right person. I love talking to my husband. <laughs> what is this voice? 24 you're doing hours all of a, a day. Now. Right? Like, I just find it so fake. Yeah. Because it's not real. Kind of like your voice. You're engineering conversation. You are engineering you're engineering a relationship. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's about face to face connection. It's about, you know, talking to people. And I think that's one of the things that really the technology has taken away from us is it's actually, it's added to us. It's added this expectation that the person that's closest to us needs to be in constant contact. Right. Cause there's so many different apps, different avenues to communicate with each other. And yeah, like, I mean, there'll be some people like I'll be talking to them on three different you know, social media is I'll be on FaceTime. I'll be on Snapchat with them and I'll be, and I'll be on like a Twitter group chat or something with them. And it's just, or even texting them. I mean, there's just so many different avenues you can use now to communicate where it is good in some aspects. Like, I mean, I'm here at OU. I have friends back in Dayton. That's two hours away 
if I want to, you know, if I want to talk to my my people that are back there or in Cincinnati or wherever they, wherever else they may be, you know, I can communicate with them in those ways. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's that's one positive we can get from that. But I mean, man, if I'm seeing you every day, I don't need to be talking to you on my phone every day. Would you rather? My thing for you guys is, would you rather talk to someone like on the phone or would you rather text them? I get people are busy, but at the same time. If they really are a, an old friend and like if they if they have I mean, a it second, depends. Like, like I'm one of those people, I'll pick up a phone and I, like I could be busy as anything, but I, if I see it's someone a good friend of mine or someone who yeah. either I called before when I was free and now I'm busy, I'm still picking up that phone even if I can literally only talk for three minutes. Is that yeah. how how do you guys feel about that? I, I think it depends on the person. Because like you said, if it's a really good friend that you genuinely want to talk to, then yeah, I want to talk to those people on the phone. But there's other people where they'll text me, hey, do you got time to you know talk on the phone today? And I'll straight up say no, even though I might. But there's, I just don't want to talk to them on the phone because I feel like for some people, that conversation that they want to have, we can have it over text. And yeah, I don't. It really depends. I think it depends on the context. I think that's it's about context. Yeah. Okay. Right. What are you talking about? What do we need to talk about? Right. Does information need to be relayed? I want to call you. I'm gonna call you if I need to get information to you. It's serious. Hey, I need you to pick this up. Like today, Clayton did a great job. He helped pick up the tripods. I was running to practice. I didn't have time to pick it up. I wasn't gonna text him and wait for a response to make sure it got done. I called him and said, "Hey, this needs to get done." Right. And I think that the quicker you need information uh, relayed and the more important the information is, the more important a phone call is. And the people that are against phone calls when I'm trying to organize plans with you is ridiculous. I'm trying to use the phone call so I can stop talking to you through technology so that we can get together in person. Right. I'm not going to text you, wait five minutes for a response because you're busy looking at videos on Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm sitting outside, like, let's go. You know, it's one of I, those things. I, I agree with that statement. I, I think the more you think about it, the more you, if it's a last minute thing, then I'm calling them. Like if it's a spur of the moment thing, I'm calling them. Now, you know, if they don't answer, do, do I just not text them? Yes. I'm texting them to see what they're up to, if they're busy, if the idea could go later on in the day, you know what I mean? Because yeah. While you try to live in the moment, you still try to plan ahead, and, yeah, and sometimes I'm, you don't want to overthink it either. That I think that's another thing that phones yeah. caused. No, phones cause overthinking, without a doubt. Mm. Like, oh, why'd they post that on their story? Exactly. Yeah. Are they people? Are, what are they dude, doing? those are the worst type of people that just exaggerate just little things on social media yeah. and making them way bigger than they are because without a it's doubt. social media. Mo- We're all victim I mean, of it, though. Oh yeah. Oh, even though you say you hate people, Riley, you've definitely done it. You've definitely uh, done it. You've definitely had some sort of, some sort of, I don't know, whether it be a friendship relationship, and you're like, okay, oh, what's they're, they're, that? Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, like yeah, some no, sports stuff, I'll definitely get mad about. But like in terms of just like interrelationship stuff, no, I don't take, I really don't take Twitter, Instagram, any like anything like that that seriously. Yeah. But like you definitely have before, at least a little bit. You definitely aren't immune to it. You definitely well, had to I'm battle not through it. Well, at least even when you were a kid, like you were 12, 11. 13, mm, yeah, 14, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit. Definitely. You're like, I forgot about those you years. Were petty. To like, you were petty on social media. That's how it used to be. Yeah. That's why kids shouldn't have this thing, man. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's really, really bad. Some like, kid, yeah. Some kids get phones way too early, I feel like, nowadays. I agree with that statement. Riley, what, what really made you um, 
decide to, you know, what you said that you don't use, you use Twitter for relationships or like, what do you, I try what not do you to, use? Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you use Twitter for? I use it for to get find get try and get the fastest information about sports I oh, can. Oh yeah, that's Ian, a big Ian, one. Ian Rappaport, I like yeah. NFL free News. agency happened first time I've what? done this. NFL free agency happened, and I literally tweet went. On. I turned on his tweet notifications. Schefter. Adam Scheffner, um, all of them. Yeah. Uh, I just it just was a thing I felt yeah. was needed this year. That way I could see the latest news as it happened on the fly. Right. But that's honestly mostly what I try to use. Twitter for which I think at times I overthink and then it just comes to you know me wanting to be overthinking you have information. where I need to look this at other stuff have. on no, Twitter you have, too you have that's information not just that. you have information overload yeah right you're just you're flooding your system with too much of that one thing you got to be balanced like you got to find another interest like you got to change it up I don't know what but like comedy memes something mm-hmm. you can't just be Sports, 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 sports. Right. And if you are, you got to know how to lay off Twitter. Like, I don't really want to look at that right yeah. now. Or I don't want to read that article right now. Sure. Like, we have too much information. Like, the, we have now entered the, the space that, like, people used to be like, okay, what am I going to read to learn? Like, I got to go find a paper. I got to go find a TV show I like. Now it's like, okay, what do I not need in my life? What do I not want to learn? What do I not want to mm-hmm. look at? What do I, because we've got too much of it. There's so yeah. much to go through. Like, who are you? The question is like, not who are you going to follow about football news, but who are you not going to follow? Because if you're going to follow everybody that covers the NFL, I mean, you're going to be on a you are long going, list. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's like 7,000 Twitter do. followers. Twitter following. Like, yeah. Just not healthy. What do you keep your follower following count? Do you care? Not really. No. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to me. I follow who I need to follow. I keep mine down. I'll be honest about it. You know, if I don't know you anymore, like, and you haven't liked, <laughs> and you haven't liked one of my tweets wow. in a while. And especially if you don't follow me, see ya. I follow like there's a lot of people. accounts too that I follow. There's a lot of accounts that I follow too that are completely just not active anymore. Like, why would I need to follow them? Yeah. So I always oh, just sure. I always go through and like cleanse my account. Here's the weird thing though. As soon as I started unfollowing people and cleaning that number up, my follower count went up. Went up. Went up pretty drastically, significantly. I don't know what that is about, but. It was pretty, excuse me, wow. It was pretty wow. wild to see. <laughs> you it good was, over there? Yeah, no, I'm wow. good. I'm good. Wow. Do you like Owen Wilson? I do like Owen Wilson. What's your favorite Owen Wilson movie? Hmm. Favorite Owen Wilson movie? That's the question. That's a good question. It is? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of some. Wedding I Crashers. Oh, okay. that, that was the one I was really like on the tip. I'll, I, yeah, I'd probably say Marley and me. If you want to go, I was going to say I was thinking Marley you and me. Seen but that's you, also me sad. and Dupree. No, that one's pretty funny. I don't know why I find that movie funny, but I find it pretty funny. What's it about? It's uh, Matt Dillon and his like wife. They are like you know living together. Wait, Matt or, Dillon? Yeah, Matt the Dillon. actor Matt Dillon. I thought you were mixing him up with Matt Damon. No, no, it's Matt Dillon. <laughs> who's Matt <laughs> Dillon? Yeah, who's he, Matt? You ever seen uh, The Outsiders? Yes, he was Dally. Oh, he's dying. Okay, guy who dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler: He dies at the end. <laughs> but spoiler: Don't need to watch that, that movie that anymore. Movie that's been out for four. Clayton years. hasn't seen The Outsider. Right? I, I don't. I'm not a movie guy. Like it's been I, out for I, four I, years. So. I just watched a movie from 1987 because my cousin was like, it was his birthday. He's like, you need to watch it. So I literally watched it on his birthday because he told mm-hmm. me to. Hey, it was cheaper than buying a. Dude, buying you a like birthday movies, gift. Though. 
You would like them. I think You're right, but both. then I'll watch I like the movie movies. and I'll, what's over, your, all right, well, hold on. I'll what, overthink it. What's your favorite movie of all time? The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. You knew that pretty quickly. So Absolutely. why? Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Every, I've, Sad, I've, I've My roommates hate it because I'll be watching that movie and I'll quote the Joker every time he comes on the screen. When he's on the screen, my I'm focused on it and I've seen the movie. Why don't you do something? God knows how many times. What's your favorite line? What's your favorite God, Joker so line many. in the movie? There's so you got to pick one, and it better be your favorite because you don't give me a line that's not actually your favorite. Okay, let me think. Got to think it through. All right. Would you like to know how I got these scars? Oh, see, so you picked the generic. My father was a drinker and a fiend. He's got a knife up to that guy's mouth. I just love that part. Oof. And then he just goes through that whole – it's mm. just such, such a chilling speech that he oh, gives him. Yeah. And then he just looks at one of the guy's goons and says – why so serious? And just slits his throat, lets mm. him drop. And then he breaks the pool stick and says, we're having tryouts and just throws in between three dudes. Like, winner gets to stay with us. <laughs> the other two are done. It's just, he's a savage. Yeah. He's unreal. He's like the best movie villain I think I've ever seen. I love movie lines that have that type of, whoo, that was good. Like, wow. Um, I think one was, have you ever seen the movie Lincoln? Is that the one with Daniel Day-Lewis? Yes. yes. I think I have seen that one. Yeah. There's a line where he like slams his fist on the table and he's like, I'm the president of the United States is basically what he said, like decorated in immense power in the way he delivered. He said in immense power, you will procure me these votes and just like dropped off the table. And you're like, yes, sir, I will be procuring those votes. I, I don't even it. know what I need to do. I'm on my couch right now in 2019, but I will get you those votes, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Because I know you need them. Because, wow. Like, just lines like that. Al Pacino's speech in any given Sunday. Legendary. Yeah. yeah. Legendary. Sylvester Stallone in some of his Rocky moments. Oh, yeah. Legendary. I never love him. Never seen Rocky. Never, never seen Rocky. Oh, my gosh. Well, we'll just ignore you for this conversation. Rocky. <laughs> like that, That's uh, what everybody says, though, dies, when I talk about dies. that. If he dies. I, I never wanted to punch someone more in my life than the first time I saw Rocky. And he said that. Like oh, that's, you mean Ivan Drago or? Yeah, Drago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he said that, I never wanted to punch anyone more in my life. If he and, dies, and, and he that dies. was that movie came out during a time where the Cold War was still really hot yeah. and everything, and like everyone just hated that dude because he was Russian, and they hated him even more than when Rocky beats him. Sorry, another spoiler, but can't watch any I of mean, these movies because of Rocky now. It, they're forty years old. If you haven't seen them yet, then I mean. Sorry, I can't. I can't keep you in the dark forever, man. Hey, I will say the Lost Boys. That's the movie I watched the other night. Very good movie. It's about vampires. It was very unique. It was really weird. Really I've weird. Heard of it. I don't think I've seen that one, dude. Though. You're on something else today. What do you dude, mean? You're, you're having some weird sidebars. Yeah, you're just like. <laughs> do you want me? Hold on. No, I like the tangents, the, but the like the reason I'm having weird sidebars is I'm trying new things. So if we don't, if you want me to stick with sports, I mean, I can, I can throw out a sports no, thing. I don't want you to just opening stick day with is in MLB tomorrow. I'm just like, Boom, there's the sports thing. You're welcome. Clayton, Lucas. I'm just like we're in the middle, like, and they're not like bad stories. I'm not saying that they're entertaining, but like. We're <laughs> We're just oh, in no, the Riley. we're just in the middle of a we're in the middle of a tale, and then you're like, yeah. So my cousin, 1987. <laughs> I mean, it was we were my talking cousin, movies. Like my I cousin, felt, 1987. I, was the first I movie I've the seen in three it. years. <laughs> Ten years. I didn't say I it's the first one. I didn't say it's the first one that I've done in 
three years, guys. Like, what were we even talking about? Movies. We're movies. That's point. why we're on this right yeah, now. Yeah. What's your favorite movie of all time? Mr. Aviators. You said, I remember you asked me, I said The Dark Knight, but if I had a... If you're wait, asking, wait, wait. My fault. My fault. My fault. But, my fault. And then, like, What's that, your favorite movie of all time other than The Dark Knight? <sighs> because The Dark... You knew that too easily. Okay, how about this? Not what's it's your favorite... It's between two. It's between two, and they're both baseball movies with Kevin Costner. What's your favorite movie that other <laughs> wow, people don't consider very good? Like one that you're like, yeah, I know it sucks, but I love it. It's, it's got a special place in my heart. Like, that one is any Star Wars movie that people criticize. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. Star Wars movies. Star we can't get you on that movies. tangent. No. But, Please, no. Um, well, it's psh, morons with who? We'll go on that I don't tangent. know. I if thought I we're all morons. I didn't know you were the only <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time in some Star Wars. I'll tell you that uh, much. Dark I mean, Knight 1. But, I mean, I don't know if... How other people feel about these two movies, but Field of Dreams and Boulder Room Ooh, are two of those my are legendary. Fa- I mean, Field of Dreams. Yeah. Wow. I mean, those are, those movies are just phenomenal. Field of Dreams is so good. Like that's James one Jones. movie that will get the tears throbbing. You know what movie James Earl Jones is in? He's in all Star the legendary Wars. movies. Wait, what movie? He's he's the voice of Darth Vader. Yeah. Is he really? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, who's, I don't. Who's know Darth this. Vader's son? Uh. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Loot. There you go. Sour. Wow. Boom. I got this guy. Wow. Spoiler again. Wow. <laughs> Another spoiler. Yeah, that's a 50-year spoiler. That came out like <laughs> 79 <laughs> or 81 or thing. something. Oh, have you ever seen the Simpsons episode where it's like, oh, oh it's, it's worse movie. than that time you spoiled Star Wars and they're walking out of Empire Strikes Back and Homer's walking by a line of people and he's just like, I can't believe that Darth Vader's Luke's dad. And the whole line goes, oh. <laughs> just ruined the whole movie. Yeah. The bit, that was a big cinematic reveal. Oh, man. I wish, but every time I show Star Wars to somebody, I'm like, please. I ask them a question. I'm like, hey, do you know who like Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader are? What their relationship is? Father's son. Yeah, exactly. And everybody right. knows it, even if they've never seen the yeah, films. And it's just so frustrating that everybody knows it. Yeah. Because I want to show somebody that does not know it, like, and see their face. Are, are you trying to? Yeah. Uh, are you, you trying know? to own them and make them feel bad, or are you just trying to? How? Uh, no, 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 I no, think no, no, no. I don't want to see no, that. He's trying no, to see the shock on I'm trying to see because, like, I'm a Star Wars fan, right? Mm-hmm. And I was a little kid when I was showing the movie, so it was kind of just all in the world. I knew it was there. There was no like shocking oh my gosh moment but boy would i've loved to have been a star wars fan in 1980 sitting yeah. in that movie theater completely hooked and then he drops that line no i am your father yeah right and you're just like what are you kidding me like i want to see that reaction i want to see that moment but i'm so i'm waiting for somebody to like not know that mm-hmm. when i show them star right. wars but everybody does and the way you show somebody star wars by the way you ready you want to go Rogue One first, okay? Which is one of the newer ones, right? The, what, the first prequel one. Yeah, you know why? Rogue One is one of the newer ones. So all the great special effects there, you're gonna get them locked in in terms of modern movie making. They don't have mm-hmm. to deal with any of the old equipment. Sets up. You don't really need to know anything heading into Rogue One. You could literally just watch that yeah. movie and not know anything about Star Wars whatsoever. It explains it all pretty well. And then you roll into episode four because they roll into each other. Yeah, they do. Then you do episode five, right? Because episode four and five follow each other pretty well. Now you have the whole universe set up. Everybody pretty much understands what's going on. Then you drop the cliffhanger after five, and then you don't show six. 
you go back to one I went because you have, hold on Clayton. You have the, I didn't mean to be rude to you. I apologize. No, no, you're good. Right. You have the cliffhanger after five, right? Yeah. So you have this like big moment and then you go back to one, two, three and show the audience that the cliffhanger actually happened. Okay. Right. You explain the character of Anakin, right? Then you go to episode three and in episode three, there's a lot of mirroring moments. Like you have oh, yeah. Anakin, a lot. a lot of mirroring moments with episode three and episode six. So then you do episode three into episode six. So you have the fall redemption back to back. You get this full complete story yeah, and then you toss in uh seven and eight and Han Solo, whatever Han yeah. Solo just doesn't really fit. You really need to know that character. Into <laughs> yeah. That movie. Yeah. You definitely need, but that. rogue wow. one, four, five, one, you can skip one too. You don't need one. If, if, you, if, yeah, you're, one, if you're crunched on time, because the storylines in one, you don't really need. Yeah. They're nice, and but, it, but yeah. it, it's you don't need it. The only thing one, you two, really three, need in one six. is like Anakin as a kid meeting Padme as like a young woman. Yeah, but then it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it, it's, definitely, it's definitely creepy if you look at it like that. And then like Obi-Wan. But she's supposed to be 14 being, in that, and he's supposed to be like eight. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah, it's six years. Because then 10 years, no, 10 years later, he's 18, she's 24. Yeah. Which fair. is completely okay. That's completely okay. Especially in, in space. <laughs> so and in, a movie. in a galaxy far, far yeah. away. Yeah, I, I like that Why? order. That's that's definitely interesting. But I did like when I saw Rogue One in theaters, like walking out of that theater, I was like, that was one of the best Star Wars movies that I've seen. <laughs> because I don't know, it just kind of brought all that stuff together from like, you know, four and everything. Remember how they're like making the battle plans? He's like, many Bothans died to procure us this information or whatever Akbar says. And you're just like, what the hell's a Bothan? And Rogue One, you find out what all led into that, how they found out and then why there was a, cause that you, you like you see those movies, you're like, that's Dude. a big plot hole. That there's Dude. just this, there's just this a big weakness in this, you know, big Death Star starship. Dude, no, you why got is it. There one? You got it exactly you know. right. You just got the Bothans wrong. The Bothans stole the plans to the second Death Star. Yeah, okay. You knew that. You. No, I knew you knew okay. that. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, so, but the yeah. Rebel Spy, all the other points were exactly right. No. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. See, that's a Star Wars nerd. Yeah, this yeah. is why I'm going to just start correcting people, and I don't like that. It's not It's not that, fun. It's not. It, it is fun. Actually, it's a lot of fun. I would rather. I'd yeah. love to do that. But yeah, so, I mean, but yeah, just like it gives you that whole thing. Just like, yeah, why was there just this easy thing to do to destroy yeah. this entire starship that could blow up planets no that was awesome to and see then, and it? then now you're like you know exactly why and you get this father-daughter relationship yep. that happened war becomes so much more real have you ever read the book lost stars no i can't say i have so it's a, it's a adapted it's a it's a star wars book and the way lucasfilm sets it up is that it's within the storylines of the films right it's a romance novel mm-hmm. essentially but it's these two kids they grow up together on the same planet she's the wealthy elite He's the poor, the wealthy elite are all about loyalty. Um, but they both join the empire cause the empire is supposed to be this good thing originally. Right. Right. They fall in love at the Academy. They both go into service and they're in love and he leaves for the rebellion, but they still, they stay in love still. And then they, she, it's her job to track him down, but she'll keep finding him and not turning him in. And they'll have these like, hmm. they'll have these meetings. And it's so cool if you're a star Wars fan, because it weaves the story so they'll be there at major events from the film and you'll okay. see it from their angle, their side. It'll describe like the empire. It'll describe all those um, really interesting in-depth things. It's, it is the best. It's one of the top five books I've ever read That's in insane. terms of how quickly I was 
going through the pages and the story at the end, emotional. It, it was awesome. It, it was incredible. An incredible book. Hmm. Lost Stars. Really recommend it. Hmm. Really recommend it. What? What's up? What, what time is it? Uh, it is 8.51. However, I, I just this is my. That's just that's about, our warning that we're coming near yeah, the end of the podcast. I was I was kind of just trying to get a warning out there, you know, eight fifty one. Um, but my thing is get that get that mic closer. Buddy. Okay, like you like you were talking earlier about all these movies a certain order. Why did they release the movies in the order they did, and then not want that's me a good question. want me to then like that's what that's where I struggle no, with. This is why. How here. do I get hooked on a Star Wars series if I don't watch it in the order they actually made them. I mean, I, I think that's where I get frustrated when I talk to you about Star Wars yeah. because if I, I want well, to watch them, because, but I want to watch them in the like, order they were made. Well, it's in like his, I think do that you gives learn, me a newfound respect when you take a, for it. But when you take a history class, mm-hmm. do you start from the beginning of time and move forward? No, you do the important events, right? And then you craft the narrative around it, right? You build the characters. That's how we learned in history class. So you got to think it like that. It's not like you don't need to see each subsequent movie. Right to really understand it, I think. I think you, if you start with four, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I, the way I said to watch it is the best way to watch it to understand the story the best. Because if you start at one, in episode one, they put a lot of references in there to the past movies. Because when that movie was released, it was released in 1998, and they knew that everybody in the theater that day had seen Star Wars before. Yeah. So that's why the movie should not be watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It should not be watched that way at all because that's not how the films were designed. If you want the true experience, Rogue One does a very good job of not trying to do fan service, not do other references. So I go, you go Rogue One, four, yeah. five, one, two, three. I saw Rogue One six, with you, seven. right? Yeah. Okay. Just, and you liked just it. Chatting. You yeah. Liked no, it. I did. Good I did like it. It's a very it's a good, good movie. movie. The, the, the Darth Vader scene at the end. That was insane. I wanted that so bad. That oh my gosh. I was, I was watching trailers for that film for nearly a year. And I was saying all I want, because there were rumors that Darth Vader was in it, but they wouldn't put him in any trailers. And I was like, all I want in the world is just a dark hallway, 20 rebels, lightsaber on, and then he just slaughters them. And that's exactly what And that's happened. exactly what I got. He does a it was move. It was amazing. I, that, that to me is my favorite two minutes of cinema of all time. Yeah. When he when he force pushed that guy up and then just sliced him in half, <laughs> like that was that was savage. That, oh. It takes a special kind of evil and skill to just do that, and he just did it. He's just like it was so, nothing. But he was, he's that was a great scene. Right. I, I think that the character of of Anakin Skywalker is a great lesson for us all, though. Okay. I think he's the most interesting character in, in the history of film. Right, because think about the circumstances of his life, right? He is this Messiah-like figure born from the Force, right? He's supposed to be this hero. He's gifted this great power. He's stripped away from his mother because of these archaic rules of the Jedi, right? His mother is a slave. He grows up a slave. This tragedy. But out of this tragedy, he's a, he's a great light force, right? He's a great light character. He cares for people. He loves. He was born of this great power. He loves so much that that's his downfall. He loves so much that he thinks that he needs to accrue more power to keep what he loves. And it's a great lesson for us in life that the best way to love fully is to not pursue power. 
yeah. not pursue power in relationships, not pursue power over death, not pursue power over other people, because pursuing that power takes away the love. It killed Padme. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's that is such a really interesting story, and I love. People are like, oh, he made the turn so quickly in episode three. It was just like, slice off Mace Windu's hand. Now you're Darth Vader. That's not it at all. He knew that to become the level of dark side that he needed to be, he needed to start doing a lot of dark side things that he didn't want to do and that it would slowly chip away at his soul as he did them. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see in the movie like him tearing up, him crying. It is literally ripping apart who he is. He loved this girl so much, this idea of her so much, this unborn baby so much that he is ripping apart his own soul to try to save her, right? Yeah. He's pursuing this power over a situation that he simply does not have. And I think that's a great lesson for life is just, hey, you got to let be what you got to let be what's going to be and you got to control what you can control and don't try to control too much because as soon as you try to control too much, it's like a bar of soap, everything in life. You squeeze it too hard, it'll pop right out of your fingers. And if you're in a prison, it's a bad thing. Right. I have never heard but. an analogy <laughs> like that ever. But the bar no. of soap, you squeeze it and that's just... Yeah, it's like life, man. You can't squeeze the bar of soap too hard. It'll pop right out of your fingers. It will pop right out of your hand. But I do like sense. everything you said about Anakin there. It might not necessarily be power, but if you're doing something that's ripping your core apart on the inside, you probably should stop doing it. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're at... Because it'll change who you are. Like, I mean, here's like a scenario. If you're at, you know, working a job or at a company that's not necessarily doing right things, but... You know, you on one side, you, you're getting your steady paycheck, you know, all that's going good. You have bills to pay and everything. But also you're doing things that you don't agree with, things that you know aren't you. So like what, like, cause my business class has a lot of scenarios like this I have to write about. So I think about this stuff a lot where I hope that I have, if I'm ever in that situation, I have the wherewithal to probably leave it because I don't think that paycheck is worth a peace of mind honestly. And like you were saying with Anakin there, it's just like, he was tearing himself apart because he wanted one thing, you know, Padme to be safe, but then it ended up, you know, killing him. Yeah. Well, not killing him, but I mean, wow, another near. spoiler yeah. out here. Eventually. Eventually, but damn near. I mean, he got every limb chopped off and he got yeah. set on fire. But it's just so sad because all yeah. of his intentions to start were pure and good. Yeah. But, and it's also a lesson that your intent is not necessarily what matters. It's the actions yeah. that lead you to whatever you're trying to do. Right. Well, I meant to do this. Well, duh, sorry. This is how it was perceived. This mm -hmm. is what you actually did. Like I get you meant well, you still screwed up. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I, you know, the same with politics. There are some laws that are enacted that we criticize people for. It's like, you're saying that they don't love this country. No, I'm saying they had a horrific idea about how to run the country. And that's just kind of, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough scenario of life as a lot of these things. A lot of things in life are different than what our logic says they should be, right? We think that we want to seek comfort because it feels like, oh, this feels the best just sitting back at the end of a hard mm -hmm. day. But if you won the lottery tomorrow, Riley, and you just, you know, sought out comfort and just sat around all day and did nothing for the rest of your life, I couldn't do that. You wouldn't like that. I couldn't. You would even get tired of partying. You would get tired of just going out oh, every yeah. day. You get Probably. tired of playing golf every day. You would need to do something. Yeah. Something. Something productive. Something 
that just drives you, right? You have to be uncomfortable to be comfortable, I mm -hmm. think. I, and I think that that's, those are wise words that have been said by a lot of wise people is you got to be uncomfortable to become comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and like, you know, we mentioned the you squeeze too hard. You think you want to hold on. You squeeze too hard. You let it go. I think there's a lot of things in life that are the exact opposite of what you think they need to be, right? A connection for a job. You yeah. want, you want to, you want somebody to be your connection to hook you up with a job. Everybody thinks that you need to go to them and say, Hey, you need to give me a job. And that's the exact opposite. You, the best connections in your life will be accidental. The best connections in your life will be friends, will be people who legitimately care about you. You legitimately care about them. And through that, they give you a opportunity through that. They hook you up with somebody that can give you an opportunity. And people have that so wrong about connections. Yeah. They see this famous person come on campus and they're like, I really want to talk to that person because that person's going to give me a job. No, you should be like, I really want to talk to that person because that person is interesting and I can learn something from them. And then if you just try to learn something from them, they'll genuinely see that interest. They'll see that goal to learn and to get better. And I think they'll respect you more for it. And you can get more really in-depth professional connections that way. Yeah, I agree. We've had a deep podcast, buddy. Yeah, we have. It was fun, though. It was pretty fun. A lot of fun. I want to do it again. Dude, you, you got to get Craver on here. Yeah. He said he's a lot of fun. We can get Craver on here, I'm sure. Sacco, too. We could fill this whole table up, to be honest. I don't know about Sacco, With the man. boys. I don't know about <laughs> Sacco, man. I love him to death, but man, I don't know. He say some stupid stuff on here. What? I mean, we've said some stupid I've stuff. I've seen him preach, and I swear when he preaches, he'll go over the same point five times. He'll just say it I feel like, a different way. I feel like I'm the exact same way. By the way, random, random th fat, fun oh, fact, Clayton's oh fun fact. Um, of the day. Yeah, Clayton's fun fact of More the like day. Of the hour. I literally... <laughs> Literally, since we talked so much Star Wars, I almost wore the Cincinnati red shirt. Lucas, you know which one I'm talking about. That has the Star Wars uh, Stormtrooper on it mm -hmm. that we got at the Reds game two years ago, two, three years ago. Yeah. I, I was debating wearing red that shirt. today. We went to, I had an opportunity through the radio station that I worked for to go to a Reds game in a suite on Star Wars Firework Night. Nice. And Star Wars giveaway night. The suite was all you can eat. We got free parking in the underground garage directly beneath the stadium. Bet. And they gave us tickets right next to the stage for the post-game concert. So I that might have been my greatest sporting event experience. All I'm saying yeah, no is doubt. thanks for the invite. I, were you not? <laughs> I wasn't at that. I had one no. plus one. But, you know. Yeah. I hope she had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. This has been Morons.